Hello everyone, my name is Deb and I'm super excited today to be here with my dear friend Rachel. Hi! <laughs> we are going to talk with you guys about how to enjoy your teenagers. And guys, it is possible. We both enjoy our, well, mine are grown, mine are in their 20s, but I still enjoy my 20-year-olds and we did enjoy them as teenagers. And you're entering into that season. Why don't you tell everybody the ages of your kids? Hello, I have four children. Well, we, my husband and I. <laughs> and um, I have a 13-year-old daughter, a 12-year-old daughter, 10-year-old daughter, and a four-year-old little boy. I thoroughly enjoy hanging out with my 13-year-old, especially she's one of my best friends. Mm, I love that. But I, I also like that you have experience through Young Life Ministries with high school girls. You did that for years. You were on, you were, um, like I on staff. I was on staff yeah. with Young Life. So I have a lot of experience hanging out with teens, hours and hours and hours spent building relationships and talking with teens and entering into their world and having fun with them. I love that. Okay. So if you were to say something, well, I would say, first off, if you are really wanting to enjoy your teenagers and maybe you're not enjoying them right now, ask God to help you. Always yes. ask God to help you. And always remember that God is with you. You're not by yourself. Uh, I shared last time the scripture that I think is just so good, and it bears repeating, and it's Isaiah 40, verse 11, and it says, He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. And you have to remember that God is with you and not to feel hopeless because maybe right now you might be having a little strained time with your teenager. It doesn't mean it will always be this way. Kids go through phases and you can have a joy-filled home. And I think the more that you ask God for help, the more that you're going to get it. For sure. I completely agree with you, Deb. And one thing that is important is to not give up hope mm -hmm. and become defeated. Yes. And just think, like Deb said, there's no hope. This can never get better, et cetera, et cetera. Do not go there. Do not let your mind go to that spot because the teenage years are long. And if you're in a hard season now, it's going to get better. And also God cares about your relationship with your teens. He's on your side and he is fighting behind the scenes. So don't give up hope and never, never, never give up hope because if you do, you're basically giving up on God and he's always fighting for your relationship with your teens and it can always get better. And teens also have a short-term memory. And if you just have a couple fun experiences with them, they'll forget all about how annoying you are. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Or how you blew up or something. Yeah. One time, you your temper, they'll forgive you. They will. One time my son, it's so funny. He's got really good ears. He is like, he's very intuitive. And so he knows what's going on all the time. And uh, one time uh, he was 16 and he was working in the office and I was in the kitchen. And I dropped my wedding, one of my wedding big bowls that were crystal in the kitchen. And if you've ever dropped anything crystal, you know, it's a thousand million gazillion pieces all over the floor. And I might've said a bad word, like, <laughs> and you know, I, you know, I'm human like everybody else. And I try to be really godly, but you know, when you start cussing, when you're a teenager, it still sometimes comes out and I yelled it. And then I stopped and I go, Jack. And he goes, yes, mom. And I go, did you, <laughs> did you hear, hear that? And he goes, yeah. And he was laughing, but then he told all of his friends and they laugh about it. And so if you make mistakes, if you yell a cuss word, if you blow it, if you go ballistic with your anger, just ask them to forgive you. Ask God to forgive you and move on and do not let the enemy condemn you, right? Mm -hmm. Do not do that. Absolutely. And that if they hear you cuss, that just makes you more relatable. It does. And more approachable. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that 
something that's really important to help you just be, you know, the cool mom or a mom that's approachable, a mom that your kids want to hang out with is to just let go of all of the stuff that's holding you back. Don't be afraid to be silly with your kids. Listen to their music and be interested in what they're doing right now and enter into their world. I don't love the music all the time. I don't love the movies, but I sit and I watch them with my girls because so much happens from that. Obviously, the two hours spent watching the movie, but then after you have something to talk about, you can reference the movie and it builds up goodwill and your kids remember that and they think, oh my gosh, my mom watched my movie. That was so much fun. And then maybe they'll want to do it again. So it's really important to just keep having these situations where you go and you do fun things with your kids. Okay, what do you do if they listen to a music and it has some pit bull thing in it or something, that guy pit bull? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> what do you do when you hear pit bull coming out of their bedroom? What do you do? <laughs> well, I mean, if they're listening to music, obviously that's not appropriate. You can have that conversation. And Spotify does have an explicit filter, just nice. so you guys know. Whoa, I did not know that. I do, we do, my husband and I do let our 12 and 13-year-old listen to secular music just to be aware. And on Spotify, there's an explicit filter so they can have that synced up so no bad words come. But they're listening to secular music. I want to be aware of who these artists are. So I say, what's popular? And Scarlett plays me a song. And I can tell her honestly, yeah, you know, I don't really like that. And I don't know. It's not really my thing. But I'm showing interest in what she likes. It's true. And it's causing me to be you know, less stuffy. I'm a little bit more relatable. And that's super important to teens. It's super important. Uh, did you ever hear the poop and the brownie thing? No. <laughs> so like, like sometimes with my kids, whenever they would be listening to something or a movie, I would say, oh, okay. Well, so like if I made you some brownies, you know, like, or, or like they would say, oh, well, this movie just has this one scene or, you know, this music mm-hmm. just has this one thing. And, you know, we weren't controlling with our kids. We really tried to loosen the the grip as they get older. I do believe that's important, guys, to have a joyful home. We really have to start letting go. They have to start. And hopefully they'll make some mistakes under your roof. Yes. Right? It's really good for them. But uh, I told them one time, I said, okay, so if I make you some brownies, some really good homemade brownies, but I put just a little bit of our dog poop in there, <gasps> we eat them. <laughs> it's so and usually they're like, no, mom, I won't eat the brownie with the dog poop in it, you know. So that's a nice thing you can use every now and then if you want to try it. And then the other thing I would say is Axis Student Ministries is incredible. A-X-I-S Student Ministries. They have videos. They have this newsletter thing that you can subscribe to that is a culture translator. Mm-hmm. And it tells you, like, I don't even think we need to know all this stuff about Hollywood, honestly. But if you want to know everything about what's happening and what this term means, like I didn't, and I know this is going to sound really silly, okay? Like I'm kind of sheltered sometimes. And I did not know what the term Netflix and chill meant. Oh. I didn't know, but I learned it from the culture translator at Axis. They told us. They'll tell you what these terms mean. Like if your child is saying something or they're texting something and you see their phone and you're like, what does that mean? They'll tell you what these terms mean. Mm -hmm. But don't go into anything with fear and don't assume that your kids are bad because you catch one bad text or that they're going to, and I covered this earlier in the one before with communication, don't assume that they're going to repeat your mistakes because one thing happens, right? You have to assume everything with faith Mm -hmm. and enjoy your children. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, enjoy your children. So another way that you can really enjoy your children and enter into their world is to keep your home open and joyful and peaceful. Invite their friends over. 
really get to know who they hang out with. You know, order pizza, have them come over. If you have a yard, set up volleyball, you know, let them listen to the music they want. Uh, let them make something in the kitchen, make a mess. If they want to play a game, if they want to do uh, an activity that's messy, you just let them do it because you're able to watch your kids hanging out with their friends. You're able to see um, what's going on. And it's so enjoyable, at least I think it's enjoyable, to watch my girls interact with their friends. Then when I see their friends at school pickup or at church, I can say, oh, hey, Sydney. Oh, hey, Sarah. And I remember their friends' names. That means a lot to my girls and their friends. And then they say, oh, your mom's so nice. Nice. That was so nice that she remembered my name. And of course, I feel great and everybody's happy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love that because you know what else is going to happen? These girls are going to come back to you when they're when their moms. Like uh, my sure. daughter, I was really good friends with several of her friends and a lot of them are in help club. They're young moms. And it's awesome. super fun. But I would also say I love how you're starting this now when you have a 13 and 12-year-old because you want your house to be the fun house. Spend some money, ladies, on your home. Um, get the, I know this is so hard to say this. I just, I hate it, but let them have video games because they will, they just are kids and they will go where the fun is. And like, mm-hmm. don't do the games that are bad or have an immature rating thing or whatever. We did do battle ones because my husband, you know, he actually plays them at night after everybody goes to bed. The battle ones, he likes the the fighting ones, the army ones. But just to know that to make your home fun uh, for your kids and so that they'll have their friends over. I remember my son, I mean, I think pretty much, because we have a big room above our our garage. It's a, in our, it's like a bonus room, we call it. And I'm pretty sure one of his friends lived with us one summer. <laughs> I think he did. And it was weird. He was like 16 and he he was from a, a kind of a troubled home. And I think he and his mom got in a fight or something. He's a great Christian kid. But I would see him every morning for like a month. He would come downstairs and, hey, Miss Weekly. He would leave at like seven in the morning. I'd be like, what? You're here. And I'd be like, okay, bye. You know, and and he never ate breakfast or anything. He just needed a place to sleep. And I know that's, mm-hmm. he's a good kid. Really, really, really good kid. And so, you know, let, open up your home to those friends. Be the Kool-Aid house. Be the fun mom. Yeah. Be the one that talks to them, sits down with them. How are you doing? How are your friends doing? You know, with their friends too. Let them yeah. know that you're there. I think that's super awesome and super important because All of our kids are going to have so many different kinds of friends, and their friends are going to come from a lot of different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And like Deb said, it can be a really great opportunity to disciple other teens and get to know them, and then you can be, you know, the soft place to land for these other teenagers. Uh, A few things that I've been doing recently with my girls, remember they're 12 and 13, so, you know, not full-fledged teens yet, but I will make the time to read some of the books they're reading. And... Even though they're teens or even though they're 12 and 13, they still want to be read to. They still deep Mm -hmm. down appreciate these moments. I think that sometimes they don't want to admit that they want to hang out with you, but pursue your teen. It sounds weird, but pursue them like you're pursuing somebody you're, you're interested in. Like ask them about what's going on and pursue them in the way where you go to go to an event that they want to do. So for example, I've taken my girls to concerts. I've taken my girls to we go get our nails done. We go out to eat and do one-on-one times. We go shopping, of course. 
I read the books that they read. And recently, my oldest and I went and met one of the authors of the book series we like. And it was super fun. And it's a memory that we have. And we can still talk about it now two years later. We go to musicals and we listen to music together at home. We go to sporting events. I know that Deb probably has more boyish things she did with Jack. (laughs) But the most important thing is that you're making a sacrifice in your time. And even though it's not the show you would want to watch, you're doing it to show your kids I care and I want to know what's going on in your life and I want to like what you like. I love that. And I love how you go on dates. I think it's super important to date your kids (laughs) and to take them places. And I want to talk about money just for a second. So um, if you want to do things with your kids, I think honestly that asking God to give you the money that you need to do the things that you want to do or the things that you feel like are on his heart for your family, I'm telling you, he is really faithful. I, I wrote up a travel dream journal a long time ago when we didn't have any money. When my, my husband and I first met, we, I mean, when we were married and I was pregnant, we had $50 a week for groceries. And then we started tithing and our salary, his salary went up a lot. And I do believe in tithing, but I do believe asking God to give you money to do things because this is the next thing. And if you do have money, I really want you to listen to this next statement I'm going to say, okay? Because it's transformational. An older woman told me one time, It's very tempting to want to save up a bunch of money for retirement, which we do save for retirement. I'm sure you guys do too, Rachel. It's very important to save for retirement, right? But I do believe that there can be too much. Like the Bible talks about the barn thing. You know the story where the guy made so much money and he goes, I'm going to build barns and I'll build a bigger barn to hold all my grain. And then Mm -hmm. God was like, you fool, your life is going to be taken from you tonight. I feel like it is important to be prepared. It is important to have a, a short-term savings plan, retirement, all that other stuff. But I heard a phrase that was very life-changing for me and my husband with our kids, and it's called, do your giving while you're living. Do your giving while you're living. Mm-hmm. Who cares if you leave a big chunk of change to your kids? <laughs> I mean, yeah, the mm-hmm. word says that the righteous person leaves an inheritance for their children, but it doesn't say that they leave a ton of money. It just says they leave an inheritance, and a close family is an inheritance, right? Mm-hmm. And so I believe spending money on your family is important. And so yes. whenever our kids were growing up, we took little trips together. And my son and my husband would go to this maker fair in California, and Mythbusters were there, and my son was thrilled. He was always making stuff. Then he always, then they also went to Comic Con because he loved Marvel. And mm-hmm. so they went to Comic Con together and, you know, saw the crazy people at Comic Con, let me tell you. And then um, my daughter and I went on a trip. Uh, whenever I told her about uh, sex, we went on a little trip to Denver and just spent the night. And she did this little thing. It's so cute. Did you know about the Midsummer Night's Dream thing? It's so silly, but it's kind of fun. So there's this legend that says, and I I mean, legend, it's just like a fairy tale thing. But if you sleep with flowers, like a bouquet of flowers underneath your pillow, you'll dream about the man you're going to marry, right? And and so whenever I was talking to my daughter about, you know, sex and everything, which we kept it very brief, it was more of like the act, if you talk about sex, this is a side note, but if you talk about sex... I don't believe you have to go into great detail, long conversation. It's just simple. It's like, mm-hmm. this is how it works, right? But the bigger part of the picture is the commitment and God's way and all that other stuff. And so I talked to her about God's way, and then I had a little short talk about what it was. And then we did something fun, and she slept with that bouquet of flowers underneath her pillow. And she, of course, didn't have a dream. And <laughs> she was like, but it was fun, you know? Yeah, I did that. I did something similar with my girls uh, when they turned 11, and we went up to Denver as well. 
we're in Colorado Springs, so Denver's, you know, the fun city mm-hmm. close to us. And we got a hotel and we spent time together and shopped and chit-chatted about growing into a godly woman. Um, I think that just to reiterate Deb's um, advice on money, I agree with everything she said. But to encourage those of you who don't have me- the means right now, I remember years ago, my husband and I were at church and it was a parenting conference and the guy speaking who was older said that he asked his children after a long life of taking his kids on trips, what was the most meaningful vacation? And this was a family that had gone to Italy, gone to Disney World. (laughs) The kids said camping. And he was was trying to encourage us young parents, who he assumed all had no money because we were in our 20s, that even if you do little trips and even if you do small things, your kids will be blessed by them. Your kids will remember them. And you don't Disney World is amazing, and we're big fans. But if you can't afford Disney World, camping will still be so much fun. And don't use money as like a crutch. Don't think, oh, we can't do trips, so we're just going to stay home. Find what you can. Borrow a tent from a friend. Camping can be literally free if you borrow stuff. It's just about getting out of your comfort zone with your kids, getting out of your house, even for a night. And creating memories and your kids will look back on it and they'll remember, oh yeah, we went to Disney World, but I loved camping too. They do. And I think that I completely agree. Like my daughter remembers whenever I went to Denver and we got a hotel at a bed and breakfast and we did that little talk and it was very special. And so, you know, saving money, if you could do for a hotel or go camping or just honestly, it's about our attitude. Don't you think, Rachel, Mm -hmm. if we have a good attitude? For sure. If we have a happy attitude, if we're happy, so when we go to Disney, so we're happy. And if we're committed to having joy yeah, in our hearts yeah, as moms. Yeah, that's so good. So my husband loves Disney and my kids all know how much they love him. But I mean, when he's home, he works, he works so hard. Like your husband, he works a lot. And um, but when my husband goes to Disney World, like everybody knows that when we go to Disney, we do this thing to where nobody is allowed to be upset. <laughs> it's you know, and they're older. We did this when they were older, not when they were kids. But um, isn't that silly to say that? But it's kind of been really fun to where everybody's like, okay, we're just gonna have a fun day. And I know that sounds crazy, but it it helps when you think about snapping at someone, and in your mind, you're like, wait, okay. We're just going to take a chill, and we're just going to do our best to get along here and to have fun. But that same thing could be camping. Mm-hmm. You know, that same thing you could apply to going on an overnight or just a coffee date with your child and mm-hmm. just not letting the pressures of this world bring you down or even your dinners at night. You could just check check out, uh, uh, check your your whatever it is, your anger or the emotional problems that you have at the door and have Mm -hmm. a nice dinner together with no one, you know, with you just initiating a joyful conversation at the dinner table. Like we should probably talk about dinners. Dinners were huge for us. What about you? Yeah. I think dinners, dinners are huge and just sitting around the table talking. We're not together every single night of the week because some of my girls have activities Mm -hmm. different nights, but we definitely make it a priority you know, three, four nights a week. And we always talk about our day and we like to sit. We're a huge board game family. So we often just stay at the table and do a board game. And again, all of this very, very low cost, but you're committing you and your husband to having a positive attitude. Something that we've been doing because my 13 year old does have a phone now. And then my 12 year old has a tablet. When we're sitting at the table and we're going to do a board game, all electronics go away Yes, because that's a huge passion of mine. I think too many families are distracted and that includes you, mom, put your phone away, dad, everybody's at the table physically, but their mind's somewhere else and they're checking their own phone. And then if you have younger kids who aren't on phones, they're just making noise in the background and then no (laughs) one's even being productive or having a good time together. So I would strongly encourage 
kind of challenge you guys to have at least one dinner a week where you all put your electronics Everybody away. Everybody should always put their electronics away. I know, but you have to start small. Okay, let's start small. If you haven't developed right. this habit, start yeah, one night good. a week or start two nights a week where you take your phones or your tablets and you put them away and for an hour you sit, you have dinner, you talk, and you maybe you play a game of cards and no one checks their phone. And I know that this could be really hard for some of your teens who are yeah, glued to their true. phones. And so that's why I'm encouraging you, start small, but it's setting such a good boundary and you're modeling self-control for your teens. It's good. And you know what you could do is you could make a special dessert for that meal. Like when yeah. you are when you are trying to get everybody off of their phones, like you're like say say you haven't known about this until just now. Make a special dessert like brownies or something, get a box cake or do whatever, but make it special that night or have a little bin of their favorite candy yeah. um, on the table for after dinner that they could sit there while you're talking or playing guard cards. You can have some Skittles or whatever you guys like. You know, just like some type of a reward I think is good. Yeah. I think that's really good. So I definitely would hope you guys do that. Um, and let us know if you do it. Uh, uh, comment on, uh, if you're listening to this, you know, you can make a comment or you can email us and we love hearing those stories. Yeah. And it's, uh, our email is admin at helpclubformoms.com, admin at helpclubformoms.com. Now I do want to say one other thing. If you are discouraged and you are going through a series, a sign of a time of depression, uh, with your kids, maybe with your family, just different things have been happening and you're really down and discouraged. I believe that asking God to settle you as the happy mother of children is so good. That's mm-hmm. a scripture. It says he settles the barren woman as a happy mother of children. And so whenever you are feeling discouraged or if you want to try to have a joy-filled home, I would say one practical idea you could do is ask God to help you to be a joyful mother. I say another thing you could do is you could go through your house and I did this when we moved into a new home and you can take and get some anointing oil. You can order it on the internet or you could use essential oils, whatever you want to do, but go through your house and on the door frames and the windows and the beds and um, just start anointing your home to be a house of joy with God's mm-hmm. presence in it because God's presence is the most number one joyful thing you will ever have on any family vacation, mm-hmm. on any game night, any average day, anything and anointing your home and your door frames, just going through and praying and inviting the presence of God in, I believe is super helpful. Amen. And I think that our kids and our kids' friends will know and they'll say, they'll feel there's something different about this home. Yeah. Like, wow, you know, my last name's Jones. The Jones house is just always warm. And it's the Holy Spirit, you guys. Mm-hmm. That, like Deb said, the Holy Spirit's the one constant and the thing that will make your home radiate joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was thinking as Deb was talking, just being a happy mom and the ways to just find joy and something that my kids and I have been doing. And I don't know if anybody else does this. We started it because of COVID and we were some things were canceled and we were home a lot more. My girls and I would go on drives. Oh, I love that. We would all get in the van. We did that too. Okay, so we would go sometimes like to the gas station and get Slurpees. And then we would go, everybody would get in the van and we would just drive around town. And one of my girls loves dogs. We don't have a dog, but she wishes we had one. So she would look for people walking their dogs and she'd point out, oh, there's a German shepherd. Oh, there's a golden retriever. And then we would blare whatever music the kids wanted. My 13-year-old was the DJ. And then my 12-year-old was the dog watcher. My four-year-old would just like wave to everybody and we would have some sort of treat. And we would do that sometimes for an hour straight. And I know that it can be boring, and I know that I'm a busy person. I'm really productive. I could be thinking, I have so much laundry to do. I have so many dishes to do. 
but I'm just going to get in the car with my kids and drive. I love that. And my girls loved it. Mm. And I think that when we look at our dates with our kids, going to Starbucks, going shopping, going for ice cream, I think we should look at that in an investment in our future happiness. Mm -hmm. Because I know so many people that are my age that their adult kids, they don't want to hang out with them or have a good relationship with them. And I think that you don't want that when your kids get older. And so looking at the time and the money and the energy and the prayers spent, uh, I'm telling you guys, it's worth everything that you do to have these relationships with your teenagers because mm-hmm. you're investing in your future happiness. So, yeah. And if you've made mistakes, goodness, there's so much grace from God. The word says his mercies are new every morning and that you don't need to worry about it. Great is his faithfulness. You just confess and you repent and you repent to your kids and you say, I want to do better. I want to make our home more fun or I want to be a better mom or I want to be your friend or guys. The mm-hmm. word says that. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And sometimes as moms, we can be proud mm-hmm. and we can be prideful. And the word doesn't, God says God doesn't like it. But when we humble ourselves to our family, to those that mean the most to us, and we say we're sorry, or we, we really try to change maybe some things that are annoying to them. Like, you know, I, my son, he was saying that there are some things that I was doing that was kind of annoying, you know, whenever I'd get all riled up about whatever, you know, that was happening lately in our nation. And I stopped, you know, and I, and, and so I started talking about other things, you know, we can all be repentant and change and grow. And sometimes Mm -hmm. your kids are going to tell you things that drive them crazy about you. And maybe you need to know it. Like Mm -hmm. maybe you need to know that you need to change, right? We're not perfect. And sometimes our kids will point it out when they get to be teenagers, let them. Yeah. That's a good word. Our kids are the ones who are around us the most. So if anybody is going to know the things we struggle with, it's our children. It is, yeah. And we can't hide it from them. And I didn't, you know, expect to uh, say this, but it's so true. And I agree with Deb. And there have been many times where Scarlett, my oldest, has said, Mom, I don't think you should have, you know, raised your voice at Riker that way. I think you got too mad at him for this. And she's literally correcting my parenting. That's what's happening on the surface. But I know deep down it's coming from a place of love. And I really trust Scarlett, and I've said, you're right, and I shouldn't have done that. And then it's been a really good trust building for us, too, and then I've been able to apologize to Riker because our teens know. And I think that when we have these situations where we allow our teens to speak into our lives as adults and then we listen to them, it just builds so much goodwill and so much trust. And I really want to make sure all of you know that it's never too late to never start too over. Late. When I was working in Young Life and I was really close with a lot of teens, um, keep in mind, I'm just an adult in their life. I'm not their parent. I would spend, you know, two days a week with them. But they, I witnessed a lot of mother-daughter transformations over those years. And I was actually helpful, um, I think, in doing that because I was encouraging the parents to just know your kids love you. And even though you guys had this really bad fight, it's not too late to start over. And I was the third person speaking into their life. And that's what I'm trying to do right now Mm -hmm. to say to any of you guys, your teen wants to start over. If you have nothing right now, your relationship is in complete shambles. It is not too late. Ask for forgiveness. They can ask for forgiveness to you likewise. If they want to. If they want to. But if you make the first step and you walk towards them, they'll often meet you halfway. But if they don't, it's okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. And because you're the adult. Yeah. And then you just start over. You just start over. That's so good. There are so many do-overs as parents. Yep. All right. Well, 
If you have any prayer requests, we'd love to pray for you too. You could email us at admin at helpcleverarmoms.com and we're going to pray. And then I have a little announcement to tell you when we're done. All right. Why don't you start? Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you for all of our friends listening. I pray for all of the teens and tweens that are represented right now, Father. You know them. You love them. I pray for joy to abound. I pray for households to be transformed Mm -hmm. with energy, with joy, with happiness, and with your Holy Spirit at the center of all of our homes. I pray for openness. I pray for trust and transparency. And I thank you, Jesus, how you are always a God who changes and transforms and you forgive us no matter what. And we can always come to you. We thank you, Lord, for everything you bless us with. We thank you for giving us all of our precious children and we love you. Mm -hmm. Amen. And Father, I do pray for the mom whose heart is broken, who may have some brokenness in their relationship with their teenagers. God, I pray that they would lift their eyes to the hills and know that their help help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. That, uh, that you will not let their foot slip, you will not let them stumble, that you watch over them. And Father, I pray that they would be encouraged, that they would uh, make an effort with their child. And even if their child doesn't show any signs of repentance or wanting to say sorry, they would just let it go, knowing that when they are making the first move, like Rachel said, and saying they're sorry, and their child doesn't want to reciprocate or whatever it is, they are obeying you if you're telling them to do this. And God, it's just so important uh, for us to obey God versus man. And so no matter what our kids do, we are responsible to you. And so God, mm-hmm. let my sister come to you and to obey whatever you're telling her to do with her children. And I pray for a joy-filled home, that you would settle her as a happy mother of children, that she would be so joyful, that she would feel that joyful wind, that if she needs to grab a friend or just do it by herself and anoint her whole house with oil and, and asking for the presence of God in that home and the joy of the Lord, I pray that she would. And I pray that she would be so filled with hope and that there would be a beautiful story unfolding right before her very eyes of a wonderful home with uh, joy and with Jesus at the helm. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, so I have a little announcement. So um, don't forget, we're starting the Wise Woman Stays book this summer, June 7th. It's amazing. The book's on Amazon. It's $11.99, and it's all about just different devotions that we have in there that talk about not quitting when things get tough. And I think that we need to be talking about that with each other, not quitting. It's mm-hmm. so easy to quit, but it's but with God, if He's calling us to stay in things, then we need to encourage each other to do it. Mm-hmm. And don't forget to join our Help Club for Moms online group. It's awesome. It's on Facebook. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and go to our website at helpclubformoms.com. We love you so much. And we'll see you next time for Boys Dating and Crushes. Bye. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you.